Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kaylee Arusi. And I'm Jason Arusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals, with less stress, keep more profit, and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. All right, so welcome back to Multifamily Live. Super excited for today's guest, Eric Brotman. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Jason, I'm doing great. How are you today? Psyched to have you. And Eric is CFP, is the CFO of BFG Financial Advisors with over 25 years of experience as a trusted advisor. He believes in financial literacy is the key to well-being and is the author of multiple books on personal finance, including his latest book, Don't Retire, Graduate, and the host of Don't Retire, Graduate podcast. Eric's approachable and actionable financial advice has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes.com, Yahoo Finance, WBAL, The Baltimore Sun, and many others. So Eric, psyched to have you on the show. What drew you? You said, okay, I'm probably preaching this a lot. I have to get a book going. I have to get a book out there to the masses to let them know how to get themselves in order. You know, I, I I was an English major in school. And so I, I actually was planning on law school. And when I found the financial world, I fell in love with it. So I, I was able to put my, my desire to write and communicate together with my desire to help people financially. Um, and I actually, this is now my third book and I've written a bunch of white papers and eBooks and other things that are out there. And, um, you know, I, I think it was just important for me to, to put resources in people's hands because there are a lot of folks who either don't trust or are uncomfortable with the idea of having a financial advisor for one reason or another, some of it legit because they've had a bad experience or someone they know has, um, or they simply can't afford or choose not to afford something like that. And so it, it felt like a way to bring good, sound financial advice to the masses. So did we bring in your academic approach here? Don't retire to graduate. What, what is the through line there? What, what is that message that we're putting out there? Well, the message is that retirement in its traditional sense is simply bad for you and none of us should do it. You know, that's not to suggest financial independence is a bad thing. Financial independence is a spectacular goal, whether you're 33 or 83 at the time. Um, but retirement's not good for you. A retirement is a retreat. It's a surrender. It's, it's a plan to take 30 or 40 or 50 years of your hard work and efforts to build a career and to start doing nothing. And there's just not enough shuffleboard and golf courses to keep you interested for what could be 20 or 30 years. So to me, we should be celebrating the idea of retirement, not as the absence of work, but as the absence of needing to work. And therefore, once you have that abundance mentality and you've reached financial independence, share it with the world, share your your knowledge, share your wisdom, share your stories, whether it's for profit or whether it's volunteer, have a reason to get out of bed every morning. So I think it's a graduation. I think it's something to celebrate, but it it shouldn't be now you're going to sit around and watch daytime TV until you take your last breath. Yeah, I think so many times that the story and the message has been put out there that we, you do a job, you do it well, and you do all these years and you get to this pinnacle moment, which you're going to be retiring. It's going to be this great thing that you can start your life. And then so many people wait for that moment and just realize that they've spent their whole life doing something that wasn't appealing to them. And by the time they're ready to start life, they're too tired or too, too bogged down or too lost into where they are. Why is financial literacy um, such a complicated thing for the masses? What, what is it that we, we, this message really can't get set out to, to help people understand more about their day-to-day, their life. Well, it starts with the fact that it's not taught in school. I mean, we, we, we spend so much time and money on uh, education and that's K to 12, but it's also higher ed. You can graduate with a, an undergraduate degree and have never had a course of any kind on personal finance. 
And it's one of the life skills that allows people to, to thrive and take care of themselves. So to me, it begins with a lack of knowledge in schools. It's also things that are modeled poorly by most parents. I mean, you kids, you, you grow up and you watch your parents. And the things married people fight about the most are kids and money. So if you watched your parents fighting about who, who paid the water bill or how are we going to make rent this month, you're going to grow up with baggage around money. Then you potentially marry somebody who also has baggage from his or her own parents. And the next thing you know, it becomes taboo and you don't talk about it. So I think it begins with a lack of education, but you cannot possibly make decisions, even relatively simple financial decisions by, by the grand scheme of things, unless you understand what you're deciding. It's like asking me what kind of carburetor I should have under my hood. I don't know. I don't even know what they do. That's great. You know, the, the negative connotation, connotation that comes with money, um, it, it's rampant, right? So, so many times you hear the thing is that, you know, money's evil, money's the source of evil, money's the root of evil. And that's what's inbred in a lot of people growing up. And a lot of, a lot of people look at that point is that I'm never going to have enough. I'm never going to be enough. I'll never be able to take that stage to get to my life. For someone here who's listening, that's maybe um, not in a financial, financial position that they're looking to be in, uh, maybe struggling month to month, uh, you know, week to week, day to day, you know, it could be any of those levels what's an actual step they could take today to start transitioning whether it be um more tactical or more mindset i'll let you pick the journey sure um the the first step is the same for absolutely everyone no matter where you are no matter your age no matter your wealth no matter your sophistication the very first step is inventory it's figuring out where you are and being honest with yourself and your significant other and having all of it out on the table and putting it in one place to understand where you are. It is absolutely impossible on any journey to figure out where you want to go and how to get there until you know where you are. So whether you're struggling with debt or whether you're paycheck to paycheck or whether you're worth millions of dollars, you still have to know where you are. Um, and then the next step is to make sure that all of your decisions are improving that station, improving where you are. So well, let's if, unpack that if you wouldn't mind the inventory. Oh, so, so give me yeah. the inventory. What, what am I unpacking here to know what, what's the inventory that I'm, I'm analyzing here? The inventory is you start with all of your assets. What resources do you have? Do you own a home? Do you own um, real estate? Do you own um, stocks? Do you have a retirement plan? What are the assets that you, what, what is in the bank? And then on the other side of that balance sheet is what do you owe? Do you have student loans? Do you have car loans? Do you have credit card debt? Do you have 401k loans? Do you have a mortgage? I mean, you have to figure out your balance sheet. Are you, do you have a positive or negative net worth? And then you have to look at your own personal profit and loss, your P&L. And people hate budgets. I refer to that as the B word sometimes. But um, while budgets might not be a whole lot of fun, understanding whether you make more than you spend or spend more than you make is critically important because you can't get out of a hole by digging. Yeah. So if you have negative cash flow, it doesn't matter how much income you have. You can make a million dollars a year. If you're spending a million and a half dollars a year, you're not building wealth. You hear the word hope a lot, right? So I hope I can cover this bills. And, and ultimately, the hardest thing to do is actually look where your finances are, right? And so you can go on any level, whether you're rich or you're poor, just looking at your ultimate, your, your what's happening in your day to day, because 
many times, you know, you have things you don't need. I mean, you could look at our phone subscriptions on our phone. You probably have seven right now that, that you don't, you haven't even thought about that are charging you three, five, twelve dollars a month. That's, you know, that's money that, that yeah. it could be back in your pocket. Right. But we forget about these things because it's become so convenient in life. And we've gotten away from having, you know, a checkbook where, you know, you just need, you have a credit card, you can swipe. Right. So everything's easy. Pay for it later. Zero percent financing. Don't pay for it for the first three years. All these different things that, that are available to us now, but we forget there's, there's a day of reckoning always. Right. And if we don't know what that day is, we don't know what's going to come to us at, at some point, well, it, we're just putting ourselves out into a disservice and we're taking ourselves one step away from that, I, I would say, that graduation period. Yeah, I, I saw a, a recent uh, a recent piece put out that said it is easier to get a credit card at 18 than it is to get a business loan at 28. And I find that yeah. incredible, but it's true. At yeah. 18, these these companies throw their throw themselves at you. Your, your first week on campus so to speak. And you don't really know how they work necessarily. You just know that that pair of skis you wanted is suddenly available to you and you swipe. And yep. the next thing you know, you're paying 14, 15, 18% interest. And they've given you enough rope to hang yourself with financially. And, um, but then you're 25, 26, 28, maybe you're an MBA, you're ready to start a business and banks won't even talk to you until you've got two years of tax returns and history and all that. So how is that? That's so incongruent. I, I, I don't even know how to reconcile that, but you can get credit when you have no resources at all. Same thing with student loans. These companies will lend you $200,000 before you've ever had a job. But then I was when watching you- in, uh, in an interview, I think a little quick snippet from uh, Jamie Dimon from Chase, where they think they lost like $3 billion on a credit card offering. And he's like, I wish I lost four. And the reason for that is because they were given so many freebies up front and that's where the loss was occurring. And he knew it was a one-time loss because the money they're going to make in, in just uh, replication from years of people just getting into that spot where you just pay up enough to just pay potentially, you know, the, 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 the payment due each month. And then that's where they're going to crush it in terms of the card. I think it was like the Chase Inc. preferred or something. One of these, one of these ones here where, where it's big up front, but they just get crushed in, in that. We, we miss all that. Cause I, and one of the points they said is that, you know, if you see something here, like you may have no intention to use a credit card, you just want to get it for the future. But they're like, but if you spend $5,000 in the first three months, we'll give you $1,000 back. And all of a sudden you see a bunch of people out there racing to spend $5,000. So they get this fictional $1,000, but they're spending $5,000 on a card of which they don't have, right? Just to get something back for $5,000 of things they don't need. It's 100% true. You know, it, it's, it's, um, and, and it's kind of like a casino saying, please come, we'll give you a free room and $50 to play. Yeah. And they know you're hitting the ATM. They, that's not a, that's not a gift. It's, it's a taste. It's an enticement. Yeah. And they know they're going to win. They're going to put a new fountain in their lobby with the money that you lose after they've given you 50 bucks. Cause you're going to lose 500 and they know it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So if you could have one defining message to, to leave with your book here, um, what's the one message? And I, I could go through five. So if you need more than two or three, what would be that message that you want to leave for the audience today? So they, when they pick up your book, they can look through that through line throughout the entire book. I'm, I'm going to give you two. The first one is educate yourself. You don't necessarily need a financial advisor to be successful. You can do this on your own if you have the time and the acumen, but you have to educate yourself. Whether you're going to interview financial advisors and consider working with one, you want to know what in the heck you're talking about. Or if you want to do it yourself, you want to know how to do it. So start with educating yourselves. And the second thing I would say is, don't wait. It doesn't matter where you are. It's kind of like people say, I'm going to wait to have kids until I can afford them. 
guess what? You can never afford them. <laughs> so um, if, if you wait until you can afford that, you, you won't do it. Don't wait until you get to a certain spot. Educate yourself and start immediately because the one thing you have more today than tomorrow or the day after that is time. And it's the one thing that works in your favor when you're younger. And it's the one thing that works against you the longer you wait. So don't wait. Yeah, your, your growth with your guidance comes down to your 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 network, right? And so uh, I'll give you one um, last question. And I know the answer, but at least people can hear this. Do you need to have money now to go and source help with a financial advisor to set, your, set yourself up? Uh, and the answer is no. Um, it, you know, a lot of financial advisory firms say, oh, we only work with folks uh, with a certain amount of money. And that's fine. And it's a business model. Um, you know, at our firm, we believe in financial planning for everyone. In fact, we have a website that is financialplanningforall.com, and it describes the financial planning process. It also describes something that's affordable to the masses. Uh, and then lastly, I would say, if you're not sure even what financial planning is, I published a white paper at whatisfp.com, and it's free, and it explains the process. It explains what, what you should be getting from a financial advisory relationship. And if you choose not to use an advisor, which is your prerogative, it also tell you the steps that you would have to go through yourself to build a plan. You know, the book is a blueprint. It's, it's 21 courses. It's 21 exercises. It's a fun read. It's not difficult. And we put out a workbook that has those 21 exercises and you can build your own financial plan, starting with debt management and simple budgeting and, and moving on to all the way through to legacy and what's more important than money. That's fantastic. So financialplanningforall.com, whatisfp.com. You can get all the resources there. Pick up the book. I assume you can find the book on Amazon, all the, all the usual uh, suspects out there. Um, can they go to the site as well to find the book? They can. They can also go to brotmanmedia.com, which is where sure. they'll find the books and the online courses and the, uh, and the podcast. Um, and for those who want financial literacy education, we created a program called BFG University. And at BFG University, there are online courses. And the first one is a financial literacy course. It is eight modules and it's free to anyone who wants to do it. That's great. And, it, and it's appropriate, frankly, for junior high and high school students, as well as college students, young adults, or anybody who wants a refresher. It's, it's all the basics in one spot and there's no cost for it. That's fantastic. Well, Eric, thank you so much for coming on the show. Super appreciate your time. It's been fun, Jason. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Want to learn exactly how we're finding high profit, cash flow ready multifamily properties off market? Want to find out how to run lightning fast syndications to raise all the capital you need for your next multi million dollar deal in just a few days? We're breaking down our entire process step by step at a three day event happening June 10th through the 12th called you guessed it, multi-family live. We've done events before, but nothing this massive or this valuable. And for the first time ever, we're going to open the doors and walk you guys through literally every step of what we're doing on our multifamily deals. This is a virtual event, so you don't have to travel or even leave your couch, but spots are limited. Sign up at multifamilyliveevent.com and we'll see you there.